And then, you know, if somebody breaks into your house and throws a ferret in your bathtub, like, <laughs> why? Mm-mm. No, 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 that shit don't fly. Man, we ain't found shit. Oh, that's not a bridge, that's termites holding hands. I wasn't prepared for the sheer ineptitude of this movie. Haha, but I'm also angry. Like in the hair, bud. Oh, yeah, you know what? I went to the to the uh, great clips up here, whatever the cheap walk-in thing was. I'm like, I, I'm I'm thinning. I'm I'm thin. What should I do? And she's like, Let's work with what you got. So she, boo. So yeah, yeah little mohawk going. Yeah, kind of a little deal going on there. Little mohawk fohawk, I think they call yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks good. So I, fi- I finally feel like uh, I'm like, well, I don't feel quite as self conscious, but. Uh, cool. I guess I'm, yeah. That looks good. Seriously, it looks good. I know. I, 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 for the first time in, oh, at least a year or at least the last time that Clark Kent was fucking Clark Kent. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was the last time that I, uh, you know, I was very so, like self-aware of my bad hair then, but it's since like the Clark Kents are no longer, they're, they're gone. Like, <laughs> and li- literally like, I'm not growing those things back. They're they're gone. And like, I'm, I'm like this. a week or two overdue for a haircut, and I don't want to go because I hate it, so I just maneuver it. Yeah. Because, you know, when I go, i got to take both the boys, and it's a whole process. And oh, oh, I've done that on occasion, and awful. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I just typically, like, wife will, on her way back from picking up the boys, like, okay, I, from school. Okay, let's quick get our haircuts. Which quick is ninety minutes. Oh, oh. And wife was like, "We we get their haircut," and I'm like, "Ah, like you know, it's gonna be like a hundred bucks now." Uh, all right. <laughs> Guess can wait. <laughs> oh, so you're tired though? That's we've established uh, that's standard. Yeah, standard operating procedure. Tired. Weather, we're in a weather change, so allergies, sinus, can't breathe. I think I got a little cilantro last night accidentally, which is, I apparently am highly allergic to. I think that's part of a problem. <sighs> Didn't look like there was any cilantro in there, but must have been. Yeah. So that contributed to me not sleeping. Um... Just, 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 same old, same old. (laughs) Yep. um, Oh, we've talked about before on the weekends. Suddenly, everybody's in a bad mood. Corbin, the other day, he's now banned from video games because he called Holden a freaking bitch. So. Oh, man. Where'd you learn that word? Uh, School. You and mom. I was like, no, no. You've heard the F word around here, but nobody calls anybody a bitch around here. So where'd you hear it from? I don't know. Bullshit. 
you yeah. know, you were watching some shit on YouTube or something you weren't supposed to, and you know that if you tell me, I'll ban you from that. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a yep. <laughs> they're not here when I record, audience, so they don't hear all the naughty words that I say. <laughs> Ugh, same here. And I don't swear at my kids, so... <laughs> Actually, this is funny, uh... uh as the kids were literally walking out the door today, I said, hey, boys. And they stopped and they turned around and looked at me. I'm like, have a good day. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, they just, they lost it. They just, I've only showed him a couple of the videos because a lot of times he's either too gross or he, uh, he swears some. Yeah. So there's a few that I've shown them and they're just like, this is awesome. I'm like, oh, he's, he's. L.A. Beast is the best. He's, have, you, have you ever seen him beat a challenge? I've never seen one. I mean, there's some, like, his own made-up challenges, like the 4th of July one that he uh, he swallowed, like, a pack of hot dogs, and he ate a, a bunch of hot dog buns that he dipped in water. Ugh. He he snorted ketchup and mustard through his nose, and then he busted a watermelon open with his head, and then ate a cactus. And, oh, and, 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 and bonged four beers. And of course, <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I, oh, and whenever he does that, and then the music, the music gets kind of patriotic whenever he, yeah, da, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he is, I've been going through, ever since you said, have you seen the latest LA Beast video? I'm like, oh shit. So ever since then, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to go back and like catch up on the ones that I have not watched and all their, Marvelous. They're just, they're, they're the best thing on YouTube right now. <laughs> I just, I, I love him so much because he's so committed and so sincere. Yeah. And, and it's almost like, like old school YouTube. His, his stuff reminds me of YouTube is not like that anymore. And it's like the old school people doing stupid shit on YouTube to get clicks. But even like, he, I don't know. It's just funny. He's just his own, he's a, his own beast. Yep. Oh, but, oh, and my wife, whenever I say, have a good day, oh, she, she hates him. <laughs> Why? Hates him. Why? Oh, she, she just thinks he's disgusting. Well, he is and, disgusting. And he is. He, he's disgusting. But she's like, oh, I don't want the boys watching him throw up all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but what about the time where he throws up into his washer? That's pretty funny, right? When he drinks the two gallons of... I don't want to, I don't want to talk about throwing up. I've, I've already had, <laughs> I've got issues today because of the, cilantro so uh but anyway so yeah thanks for reintroducing i actually kind of forgot about la beast like i hadn't seen his videos in a maybe a year or so and um like okay it's it's time to jump back on the la beast bandwagon i'm right now (laughs) just started one where he eats a huge sushi roll he i just started it and the thing is i'm like this ain't gonna go good and i like sometimes his headlines or his his titles are like you know like Eats a whole, eating a whole bunch of Asian raw seafood. Warning, dumb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yep. Good stuff. I would love to have him on our show. Uh, what if he'd be like, have a bad day? <laughs> yeah, which would kind of probably sum up, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Well, if we want to have any chance at some recently watched, we better get on with it. Yeah, we're doing the top ten comedy. That too. Okay. That's what I'm saying. If we want to get yeah. through that and have any chance for recently watched. All there right. That awesome internet of yours. What? No, it's um, it's warped, jittery, speed, and Scotty. weird, and horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
okay. Are you, are you ready for the roulette? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette, where Eugene will wait to look up his roulette until the intro break and da, 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 I'm da, working on it right I hey I'm working on it right now with my cracking hot fast sexy internet. Um, Woo It's on your end. <laughs> it's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette it is Oni Baba up against the land unknown. And I'm up first. Anibaba from 1964. Two women kill samurais and sell their belongings for a living. While one of them is having an affair with their neighbor, the other woman meets a mysterious samurai wearing a bizarre mask. And I've wanted to see this one for quite some time, and it did not disappoint. This kind of stuff is just... Just right in... Right in Eric's zone. It's... There is just something about these old black-and-white Japanese samurai-related things. Add in a dash of horror in here? Oh, yeah. Come on. Are you kidding me? Uh, not gonna say it was, like, a perfect or anything, but I enjoyed the hell out of watching it, and it's it always, uh, especially when they are set at this whatever, I don't know, I'm not a Jap- Japanese historian, but whenever they're set at this time where everybody is really poor and it's war-torn and everybody's fighting for just a grain of rice, like Seven Samurai, uh, that, that stuff really hits me. Uh, it really hits home. I really, um, I don't, I shouldn't say I enjoy that, but I, I am fascinated by that time period and movies like that. Now, as for the horror aspects, it's in there, and there is some... Uh, how do you say it? Um, interpretational things in this movie, I want to say. There are some things that are never fully explained, but then you can kind of take a stab at it. Like the hole in the ground. Um, that they throw the bodies of the samurai that they kill, and then they trick other people into going into it. And It's it's really creepy. It's, it's kind of almost a, an Akura Kurosawa uh, crossed with a little bit of the pit from the 1980s. That movie? Oh, yeah? And, uh... Then this mask shit. This person... I mean... Then there's just this one scene about three-fourths of the way through where I'm like, holy shit, we have firmly entered... Yes, you get to be a horror subtitle. Because uh, this creepy thing in a mask just at night floats over the field and straight at a person. And it's... Oh, man... I was even like, I wonder how they did that. That was really cool and scary and, ah, good movie. I give this one a thumbs up. And then we'll probably, there's a good chance this could make my top ten of roulettes for the year. I can yeah, see that happening. After I uh, did a little bit more research, I'm like, oh, I have that movie. Like, And I've seen, it's been a long time since I've watched it, but that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, so, in fact, I might have to rewatch that one again. But I did quite like that one. Yeah. That's my type of old school Japanese Right there. Me too. Shot beautifully. Oh, and, the, and most of it's set in this field of uh, very tall grass. I, I think it's grass. I, and so it makes for a lot of uh, creepy shots. A lot of uh, opportunity for shot construction, if that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, good stuff and loads of nudity. I mean, odd, odd nudity. They, they <laughs> both these women sleep topless, so it's weird. Of course. At night they go into their huts and they. I guess it's hot. It's probably during the summer. They pull their kimonos or whatever down and just yep, yep. There's just bo- there's your boobies. Like there they are. Like yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, over to you. The land unknown, where apparently T Rexes are being shot. I've been they told. are. Yes, they are, and they did. Uh, three men and a woman crash land in a deep crater in Antarctica, where they find a prehistoric world directed by Virgil W. Vogel. Crash land. What do you mean, crash land? Oh, they're doing researchy stuff, and no, I mean like go. helicopter, boat. Yeah, spaceship. Helicopter. Oh, okay. Yep, and then and then so now they're on this. Land unknown where there's dinosaurs and killer plants and there's uh, a guy from another expedition and his crashed plane or whatever has the part that they need to fix their own plane to get out of there and um, their helicopter. And yeah, so there's a little bit of stop motion, some man in rubber suit and I quite liked it. This is another one. There's so many of these old low budget science fiction movies where, where, um, you know, there's here's the female lead and here's the male lead, and they meet and they go on an adventure. And a day later, I love, love you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, you know, I want to have your kids. Yeah, and it's same here. But it, I quite liked it. It was fun. Uh, I mean, it's fairly generic storyline, old school, but some of the effects were good. And um, yeah, it was. It's not. There's not much to say about it. It carnivorous plants and and the guy that they find on the island he's a bit rapey um but then he you know has a change of heart because that's his ticket out of there you see yeah it's fine own it on blu-ray <laughs> sounds like i picked another winner all right oh yeah it's it sounds good it does sound yeah, good though I, you'd what, like what it did it you was, say that was 1958, I think. It's harmless. Like, it would be one that would be Mystery Science Theater, black and white, but it's like, in its own right, it's still a cool, cheesy, old school movie. Cool. Um, okay. Are you ready for the next round? Is that win-win this week? Wow. Yeah. A rare yeah, win I mean, that, I would, yeah, that would, that would one, be one that I would definitely recommend to you that for an, an hour and 18 minutes, you won't be bored. It's, it's funny. The effects are funny, but it's still, you can tell that they were, they sunk a lot of time into making the sets and whatever. And it's like, it's not this. Have you ever watched uh, King Kong, the original 1930s? I have not. You should check it out because it's the same uh, kind of thing looking at it from the perspective of somebody of, of us who were born in the seventies. And it was already what, 40 years old at that point. Yeah. Uh, We can't respect it necessarily as much as, you know, when it came out, but I bought a DVD box set that came out and it was randomly on sale and it was just like, I was at Best Buy or something and it had like four of the King Kong movies so I bought it and it was a new remaster and then the extended version and it's the same kind of story, like, it or uh, same uh, kind of review as what you just gave in that I was so amazed by the effects and the stop motion and there's a guy in a suit and the spiders and stuff like that and the T-Rexes, and it was like 
totally entertaining. Uh, so I had a, I have a very high appreciation for that movie, and I think that you would too, even though that they're clearly massively dated. I think that you would really enjoy it too. They put a hell of a lot of work into that movie. Yeah, and I like that about some of these older movies. Like, there's some that are really bad, but then there's some where it's like you can tell they really truly tried, even for if it was a bit of a low budget. It's like storyline's cool, and if you get past that stage acting type, because it felt stage acty ish, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh yeah. Like, all right, I get it. You know, when the fast talking we, and the yes, we have to get off this this island, and I love you. Nah. But that's how a lot of those old cheap movies were. Yeah, before 1950, especially, I've I've felt that way. That the whole we met and now we love each other. Now yeah, that and the the mm. the acting. Yeah. Uh, okay, on to the next round. First up for me, the harder they fall. These are all on Netflix, by the way. It's kind of the mood for uh, an action run, so we're uh, doing an action thing. When an, uh, This is kind of a western. When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites with his gang to seek revenge in this, uh, well, in this western. Uh, starring Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, you know who that is? Hmm. She was the, think... uh, she was the girl in Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... Trying to move here. And that's this is a predominantly all African American cast, from what I've seen from the trailer and everything. Well, I mean, how far Damon Wayans Jr. Alright. I mean, Idris Elba is all over the trailers, but he's not on the list of IMDB. Regina King. He's not listed. He's not listed here. He's on the, he's on in every picture on IMDB, but he's not listed in the top cast. Brilliant. Anyway. <laughs> Idris Elba. Looks good. And you you remember Regina King from Watchmen. Yep. Uh, next up, Army of Thieves. And I don't think this has dropped yet, but I think it drops this week. This is the prequel set before the events of Army of the Dead. Uh, directed by Matthias Schweighofer. Sounds like the meat spread you put on... So it was, Everybody likes a good Schweighofer. Um... <laughs> Uh, which focuses on German safecracker Ludwig Dieter leading a group of aspiring thieves on a top-secret heist during the early stages of the zombie apocalypse. Ugh, two hour ten, two hour seven, damn it. What's the... F and the last one is... An <sighs> the last one is probably the weakest of the bunch, but it's under two hours. Red Notice. An Interpol agent tracks the world's most wanted art thief. Thanks for that. That's it. Okay, starring uh, The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. And yes, it's pronounced Gal Gadot, not Gal Gadot. Please quit doing that, everybody. Christiamontopoulos. I recognize the guy, so I said his name somewhat. Yeah, Art Thieves. I got through half that trailer and kind of turned it off. I was like, yeah. PG-13. So that's probably the most roulette of the bunch. Even though okay. it's the shortest one. Uh, what about you? Um, okay, first up for me is The Laughing Dead. A uh, ragtag group of people go on an archaeological trip to Mexico to visit Mayan ruins, but get more than they bargained for when they encounter a zealous group of Mexicans attempting to revive a deadly ancient ritual of their ancestors. Wow. 
Now that does sound awesome, but what year? Oh, uh, nineteen ninety. Ah, uh, yeah, might have a leader in the clubhouse there. Yeah, hour and, or hour and forty three minutes though. Yeah, oh, real movie line. E- you got a real movie. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's epic runtime. Epic. Um, next up, nothing underneath. A serial killer roams the streets or the city of Milan, Italy, using scissors to assassinate and kill top models. A park ranger from the USA arrives in the city to protect his sister, but realizes that she has vanished. He starts searching for her, meeting with a lot of people, and getting to know the sometimes dangerous world of international jet set. Ah, uh, oh, it's giving me the entire... I, I like how I get 14 words for my oh, brand new movie, like, but you have a whole... Uh... Three paragraphs yeah. over there. I bet if I put a gun to your head, you could name at least five Black Love slasher movies where they're hunting models. Oh, I, yeah, but that's wonderful. That sounds that sounds wonderful. Wonderful. Um, oh, lastly, here's a safe one: An Angel for Satan. Um, Barbara Steele is in this one. Satan. I mean, Satan was an angel. So yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of the 19th century, in a little Italian village uh, by a lake, an old statue is recovered. Soon, a series of crimes start start, and the superstitious people of the village believe that the statue carries an ancient malediction. Um, yeah, I mean, hour and thirty minutes. So what year on that one? That one there is 1966, and then the mm-hmm. model one is 1985. So I mean, it's. I mean, take your pick. Oh, it's, it's the Laughing Dead. I think that that was the winner. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, own it on Blu-ray. You're going to watch the damn thing anyway. Yeah, I mean, all three of these. Actually, yeah. So, uh, Severn released Angel for Satan, and then the other two are Vinegar Syndromes. So, what I'm trying to say is, for the most part, safe picks. <laughs> what do you want? Oh, and for you, Idris Elba for the win. It was going to be the the Zack Snyder zombie prequel, but I'm like, ah, Idris Elba, he's awesome, and that sounds good. Yeah, I wasn't going to pick the longest one for you either, but uh, you sold me on that one. Sounds cool. Okay, there you go. Next time on the the roulette, it'll be The Harder They Fall and The Laughing Dead. And let's get on to our top ten comedies of all time. Because mm-hmm. some things were said last episode that we need to uh, deal with. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I'm up first. So, I uh, was adding to this list as late as yesterday. I, I came across something else and I was like, yep, I'm, you know what, I know it's a multi-genre. But I'm throwing it in. I threw it into honorable mentions, and you wanted the rule that we do not do any horror comedy. Yeah, I have no horror movies on here at okay. all. Wanted to make that clear before we start yep. because that Shaun of, Shaun of the Dead is Shaun of the Dead is not on this list because uh, like that or Hot Fuzz might have made my top ten. I won't. I won't yeah. buy it. But if you wanted them out, they're out. That's fine. Uh, so with that in mind, there might be a couple that. Because I'm not kidding, I I listed like 40 movies for honorable mentions. I, I have so many. Um, I had to stop. I just stopped after like 10 or... Uh, I got more than 10, but I'm like, uh, I'm just going to keep going and going and going. Yeah. I, the, and some of these movies... I mean, this was a hard-ass list to make. But one of the things that, again, we uh, when we're making these lists, we always say we kind of come up with our own rules. And one of mine was... 
rewatchability. How many times have I watched this movie? Because a lot of times with comedies, especially during the stoner years from 20 years ago, we would watch these movies every fucking day. Uh, and then another thing was quotability. Can I remember a quote from this movie? And because some of these movies I haven't watched in that long, because I watched them so many times back then, that I just have, I don't need to watch them. I could sit here and quote you the entire movie until the, from beginning to end, so I don't need to go watch it. Uh, and so some of that came into play. So number 10 for me is Three Amigos, starring the great oh Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Martin Short is a treasure. I just thought of another Martin Short movie that I love, and I'm going to write it down for honorable mentions. <laughs> um, yeah, these three actors go down to Mexico, think they're going to perform their on-screen bandit roles, and unaware that they have actually been hired because the people think they are actually crime fighters. And shenanigans ensue, and it is so frickin' funny, and it's it's one of those great movies that combines physical comedy with intel... Uh, what's the other side of physical comedy? Intelligent comedy, a verbal comedy, uh, one-liners, hilarious. And it's not... Not too long, hour 44, I guess a little longer than I thought, but sure flies by with, when you got a cast like that. Number 10 for you. Uh, number 10 for me is Hot Tub Time Machine. And I actually like what you said about quotability because uh, all of the movies on my list, it's kind of, I like the quotability aspect of it. Yeah, that, um, that was when I looked at my top 10, I was like, am I sure about this? I went down each and every one was like, I can tell you lines from that movie. Every, every single one of them. I like that. Uh, yeah. But, um, it's hysterical. Actually, of all of the ones on the list, now granted, this one here is not as old, but I, this is one where I watch almost every year. I, I love this movie. I love the eighties so much. And this is, it just encapsulates the eighties perfectly. You got poison in there and, the band. It's, 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 yeah, the band. It's great. I loved it. Okay. Um, I've got so many on my honorable mentions that I'll check them off if, if we come across one. Okay. Work. Here we go. As Eric is doing that, I'm fine tuning my list. What an epic, freaking epic list this is. Epic. Um, Man, oh, days this house, uh, this, uh, this, this house. I was actually adding Animal House. Uh, this, this list is daggone killer, killer list. Just stellar, stellar. Um, where are we at? Uh, number nine for me is The Princess Bride. Talk about a quotable movie. Holy crap. Uh, one of the, I'm, one of my top ten funniest movies of all time. There's not much that I can really say about this movie that hasn't already been said a million times. Uh, I love it, and I just have been... I've been enjoying... You know, I watch some reaction videos on YouTube. I've j Only a, a couple of channels that I follow because I, I really like the people on it. And it's funny to see millennials now revisiting these kinds of movies. Uh, and I just watched a couple that were they just... No, but they'd never seen Princess Bride. They always heard about it. Then they went and watched it, and it's just, it's great watching them just die laughing at some of the jokes in this movie. It's, 
a lot of it is ridiculous, but I think because of the wraparound story, it has enough tongue-in-cheek, borderline looking at the camera, breaking the fourth wall kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that that you can take that funny part or that ridiculousness of it and just roll with it. And it also has some fantastic writing. From a writing standpoint, the first line that I think about every single time I think about that movie, I would sooner destroy a stained glass window than destroy an artist like yourself. But since I can't have you following me, knocks him over the head. Absolutely fantastic. I love that. Number nine for you. Uh, number nine for me is Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I'm just putting the first one in here. Uh, it was, I remember where I was when I saw this movie, and this was one where after it came out, people were seeing it. It was kind of a popular thing, and I went on a date with uh, a, a girl back in the day, and we're like, what should we watch? It was one of those, what should we watch? What starts? Like, oh, Aust- or, uh, Austin Powers starts. Like, all right, it looked kind of stupid, but whatever. And howled. We just howled the whole way through and it was it kind of a i don't know it just it i don't want to say it changed the comedy landscape or anything like that but it was a cultural phenomenon back when it came out i mean the sequel did huge huge numbers because of how good the first one was and the second one was good too but i think the first one is still for me the best although the the beginning of the second one is it's hysterical you like the austin powers movies correct uh, all three of those are in my honorable mentions. Okay. And, and I, and this is, this is one of the situations where we're doing a top 10, where as I started making this list, I had the Eugene problem. I, I want to put 57 movies in my top 10. I really yeah. do. And it was really hard for me to not put at least, I think three, I really, I, I like all of them. Me and my wife watch those every other year. They're fantastic. They are. I still remember catching shit. From a church group, when that first one came out, and then I saw it, and then I, we were at some random Christian concert, and I, not sure if you were with me or not, I feel like you may have been with me, but I just made an offhand, yeah, baby, yeah, comment, and oh, mm-mm, no, 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 that <laughs> shit don't fly. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, it's all sex jokes. Yeah, it That's is a, literally that... a walking, talking sex joke. That's yeah. the movie. Yep. I'm still adding movies. Still I am too, actually. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Um, number eight for me is Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah. That's. By the way, sh- should I say when these are on my honorable mentions yes, or not? Yeah. Yes. Let's because I've got so many. It's. It's. Oh. Okay. So Three Amigos was obviously on my honorable mentions, and same with Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest almost made my top ten. I it made my top. It was definitely going to be my top ten, but I was surprised it dropped down a little bit to number eight because the first half an hour or so of that movie there is some setup, and it's not just a laugh a minute. And so it's not until we get through the setup that I feel that movie gets really, really, really funny. And then by the end, it once we get to Guy, don't open that. Is there air? You don't know if there's air. <laughs> I don't have a name. I don't have a name. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Oh, 
And the thing is, that movie actually has heart, too. Like, yeah. I've actually, if I remember correctly, I kind of got choked up in that movie at a uh, certain point, part towards the end where they, you know, they, yeah. the, the, the love the aliens have for... Uh, well, and at one point, yeah, they're, like, killing the aliens, and it's like... Yeah. We gotta save them! Come on, damn it! I like that that they went to the trouble of putting a full audio track on the DVD in 100% Thermion. So you can watch the entire movie with them going... Wonderful. That I, I appreciate that so much. Number eight for you. Uh, number eight for me is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Nice. Uh, I don't... It's great. It's, it's great from beginning to end. It's hysterical. Um... But I don't seem to go back to this one that often, every now and then, but I love it. Uh, there's actually a Monty Python movie that I like more than this, but um, I actually watched that other one more times than this, and I was introduced to that one, which I'll get into later. Uh, I watched that one like numerous times before I ever got to this one, so I mm. kind of have a bit more of a connection with the other one, but it's still, it's great. In the end, I, I still can't believe this is PG, like... Well, but it wrong. was it was at that time before. Oh yeah, that. and this is seventies PG. But there's nudity in this thing, right? When they get to the castle and the like. No, it's I think it's close, but they but do. There's talk a lot about, of sex talk. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of talk of oral sex. Yeah, and then you know the the knight that gets the limbs chopped off and the killer rabbit rabbit yep. in the end. I'm like, this is PG thirteen, but PG, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, me too. We'll get to that one later. Uh, number seven for me is Super Troopers. I have watched this movie so many times. When I was in my 20s, uh, me and my buddies watched it once a week and just nonstop quoting it. That opening, I, you could call it a Hilarious. sketch. One of the funniest things that's ever been committed to cinema. And, but, you boys like Mexico! Uh, the... The whole movie is fantastic. Who wants a mustache ride? Yet another one I could just quote and quote and quote. Remember at one point they put a, they had to distract a bunch of, a group of people. So they had a guy out there with a fake bear that it looked like he was dry or humping in the woods. Yes. (laughs) I like movies. I like comedies that have guts. That do things that they know are going to maybe be offensive, but it's so stupid and funny. I just... I love it. Oh, that movie's fantastic. I never watched the second one. And that was one of my honorable mentions, by the way, Super Troopers. Mm. Is the second one any good? I watched it, and it's okay. I, I think I have it on DVD or something, but it I didn't feel like it really had the magic of the first one. You know, what are you going to do? And nothing against Broken Lizard, because even a weak, weaker Broken Lizard entry is still funnier than most comedies to me. Uh, most of the movies that they've made, I would be on my honorable mentions. Club Dread? Oh. Club Dread is great, but, yes. But, ah, comedy horror. Yeah, that counts right. as horror. So. Yeah. Even Beer, is it Beer Fest? I thought beer that was Fest. hilarious. Hilarious, yep. Uh, number seven. Number seven for me is Airplane. And I suppose by extension Airplane 2, the sequel, I love both of them. Almost the same, and this is another one where I actually watched the sequel first. Mom and Dad took me... I can't believe this. Mom and Dad took me to see Airplane 2 in the theater. And that's another one. Like, Airplane 1 and 2, to me, those are R-rated. Like, there's... There's bouncing... Oh, there's... 
bouncing tits through both of them. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's R. And tons of like some of the jokes are very 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 R rated, even though they're may not be swearing, but like you know. Blazing Saddles, off-color kind of stuff, where it's yeah. like, that might have worked back then, that wouldn't work, work today. Yeah, uh, they're great. I mean, the, the jokes are fast and furious in, in both of them. Um, man, I gotta tell you, I, I'm not sure which one I like more, the first one or the second one. The second one has William Shatner, where they're opening doors at the end on the moon going, shh, and then the door goes, shh. And they... <laughs> I forgot about that. I haven't yeah. seen part two in a long time. Oh, it's so damn funny. Uh, so they're almost on an even playing field here, but, oh, and they do it constantly, like, shh, and then the door, shh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, so anyway, uh, airplane. Uh, okay. Number six for me is clerks. I dropped it down a little bit because some of the, not gonna lie, love you, Kevin Smith, but some of the, production of that movie and some of the acting is a little stiff and it's it, it's not something you watch every day but uh i don't think there's a day that goes by that i don't quote that damn movie i mean that seriously might not be a day bunch of savages in this town bunch of fucking savages in this town at some point every day i come across 37 and uh with a without a hesitation in a row yeah, it's not every day that a woman brings you lasagna at work. Love it. Love it. And uh, I didn't put any other Kevin Smith stuff in here, but you could just throw the rest or m- the rest of his comedies into my honorable mentions. I didn't list them, but uh, they could go in there. I like them all. Even Jersey Girl. Number six for you. Uh, number six for me is Monty Python's Life of Brian. This is my favorite Monty Python movie, and it's the one that... I, I watched several times before I ever got around to Holy Grail. I love Life of Brian. It's just bonkers. Uh, and it's in, in completely irreverent. Um, I love the, uh, outer space scene towards the end. It's random aliens come down and kidnap Brian. And it's hilarious the end with always look on the bright side of life as there's a whole bunch of people crucified oh you know the the reason that i watched this movie first is i was in a church group was way years and years and years ago and the church leader guy uh he was like whatever you do don't watch monty python's life of brian it is so irreverent and i'm like (sighs) the church seems like the church is always trying to do that kind of stuff and it's like that's going to have an opposite reaction. Yeah. Note to self. Listen to Slayer. Note to self. Watch Life of Brian immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting, so, though, that that was your first one, because I think that my first Monty Python was actually uh, some clips of the TV show on, like, Channel 43 or something. I could be wrong hmm. on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure that I was fam- at least a little bit familiar with Monty Python, and then we watched Holy Grail at school. They should, I was like, oh, they made a movie? And I've watched it a hundred times since. And Life of Brian, I've only seen once. Yeah, it was that. And, I mean, and then I I liked that so much. And I'm like, oh, Life of Brian, or uh, Holy Grail, I watched that. And then right after that, I watched Meaning of Life, which I really like Meaning of Life. Not, I'd say of those three, that is farther down on the list. I don't even have that in my honorable mentions, even though I like it. Uh, but for me, Life of Brian is 
I think that that's, for me, even more quotable than Holy Grail. Dickus Bickus. I don't even know if I've seen that one. I, I saw, see, Life of Brian and Meaning of Life, I've seen, I think I've seen one of those once. I don't think I've seen both of them. Oh, really? Which oh, is really me? horrible, because I adore Monty Python. I, I just, there's no reason for it. Yeah, the Meaning of Life is more skit-based, whereas Life of Brian is the story of Brian, who is also alive at the same time that Jesus is, and yeah. Number five for me is Office Space. Honorable if, mention for me. If you've ever worked in an office, this shit is way on point. A little too on point sometimes. That where you almost, you go, ha ha, like, ha ha, but I'm also angry because I worked for that guy. Um, is it quotable? You don't need, don't need lines from that movie. <laughs> Very quotable. Um, yeah. I just saw a meme the other day. Hey man, turn it on channel two. That, that commercial's back on. So good. So good. Where um, they destroy the copy machine to that, the, to the rap music. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. Hilarious. Yep. <laughs> so what you're saying is we'll just take the half cents from some of the transact. It's the plot of Superman three. Just, just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love that movie. Another one that I've watched countless times. Uh, number five. Uh, number five for me is Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's it's a classic, and it's one that this is actually this one here. What you were saying earlier about back in the day when you'd get stoned and watch these over and over and over. Well, I would get hammered and watch this over and over and over with one of my cousins. We would watch this like when he would, he would come over. We hung out with him as well, like yeah, both of us. Yeah, yeah. But this was like his favorite comedy too, and it was like we're drunk. What are we going to do? Like watch one of my one watch one of my ridiculous horror movies or Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber. And it's one that then I got married, and my wife absolutely loves Dumb and Dumber, and so I just I've watched it, God, countless times, and I just that's the actually I think that's the only Farley Brothers movie on the list at all. I thought about uh, something about Mary, but. I, the cum in the hair thing's funny, but I don't remember much else about it. But uh, something about a zipper and a crotch, maybe. Yeah, or, that's right. The ball gets stuck in the in the zipper. Yeah. So I'm I'm not a major Farrelly Brothers fan, except didn't they do movie forty three? Oh, the, they had a that. Oh, see, that should be on on honorable mentions. Yes, it is. We'll just count <laughs> oh, it right I, I, now. Yeah, but I yeah, Dumb and Dumber is one that. Everybody loves that just didn't... I've seen it two, three, four times now, and I still am just mostly annoyed when I watch it, whereas there, you know, people around me are dying laughing at, that's the most annoying sound in the world, ah, you know, people are, ah, ha, ha, and I'm just like, I, I want to punch the guy, I don't... It's not funny to me, but... <laughs> and, and this is another one where I, with my cousins, we were like, what should we, let's go watch a movie, and, okay, Dumb and Dumber, I guess that might be something, and howled with laughter and it's just so, like the right time the right setting and i'm like well i love this movie it's and got a couple of parts in it that are funny so you're saying there's a chance you know it's not, yep. there's a yep. couple of parts in there that are funny i agree but for the most part i don't get the love on that one but obviously i'm the weird one out on uh, i mean everybody loves that freaking movie the sequel was not good <laughs> didn't uh, i'm not going there yeah. now my top four I thought my top one and two were determined, 
But as I put this list together, it altered a little bit, and this one dropped down a little bit. So, while I don't care for Dumb and Dumber because of how stupid they are, that doesn't mean that I don't like stupid comedies. Because God knows I do. Every weekend, for about three years, I was on Ned and Greg's couch watching Spaceballs. I can quote that movie to the end of time. Funny. She doesn't look druish. <laughs> Pizza the Hut! I mean, I, and I, I watched part of it with my boys, actually. Because I, I know of a section, there's about a 30 minute section there where it's not too risque. They were dying laughing. I, and I, I love that movie. It's far and away my favorite Mel Brooks. Um, they're selling canned air, by the way, now. Just in case you wondered, you can actually buy canned air. Brought to you by Spaceballs now. I mean, oh. uh, well, no, not brought, not not from them. That's just a thing that exists now because of pollution. But uh, yeah, Spaceballs saw that one coming. Oh, Number four. Man, th- <laughs> when the uh, when when we uh, there was a scene in my favorite scene in the whole movie where uh, they're the the stormtrooper guys are are uh, combing the desert <laughs> with the huge comb, and then you find anything? Man, we ain't found shit. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the yep. whole movie. I don't. It's just it was delivered deadpan perfect. Well, that was the main guy. That actor was the main guy from Blazing Saddles, I believe. Oh my! It was, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, but yeah, perfect, perfect. Oh, you idiots! You captured their stunt doubles. I mean, this movie is dumb <laughs> as hell, but I I love it so much. Uh, number four. Number four for me is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Um, it's, uh, NPH is in it, and it's hilarious, and I like all of the, uh, white, or I love all the Harold and Kumar movies. The first one, though, is still my favorite, when they're just, they're younger, and they actually make it to White Castle, and they gorge themselves on White Castle, and there's the dude bros in it, which I hated the dude bros. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was completely irreverent in this thing, and... It was just one of those where I don't believe it did very good in the theater. Uh, but, and I don't even know if I, I don't think I saw this in the theater. And then it came out on DVD and I watched it one night. I'm like, this is so damn funny. And I want to hang out with these guys so bad. And, um, I don't know. And then they kind of like, I like that, uh, the sequel kind of took on, that was in the Bush years as president. And they kind of took on immigration and stuff like that in Guantan- Guantanamo Bay. And then they do the whole Christmas 3D thing. And I just, I've always liked their movies. And I think that, I mean, obviously they're old enough now where I don't know if they can do another movie, but while, while it lasted, it was quite fun. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I might have only seen that once. And I, you know, I laughed my ass off. I thought it was very funny. I just oh, so, haven't watched it again. Oh, it's great. And they're just, did you, well, speaking of that movie, did you see that, uh, the one, uh, was it Cal, Cal Penn? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he came, came out. Yeah, this good for week. him. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. Not that it yeah, matters. Too. Doesn't matter. Hella beans. But I just was like, oh, yeah. all right, man. good for you. But uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cho. Uh, his name is Spike Spiegel, sir. No, I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. it's just so uh, weird to Cho. see John Cho, like how he is, like oh, he was a he was Sulu, and now he's Cowboy Be- in Cowboy Bebop, and it's like this was 
I don't want to, don't, don't quote me on this, but I feel like this is like one of his or his first movie. But the, the casting I thought was perfect. Like those two were perfect together in uh, these movies. And the casting of Neil Patrick Harris was also just genius. No, oh, so. quit borrowing my nose trimmer. <laughs> or what, what did he say? What is the, remember? Oh boy. No, oh, I don't I've been using those to shave my balls for oh, weeks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> No, I thought the I thought the movie was hilarious. I just uh, haven't rewatched it. Yeah, but uh, number three for me is the Big Lebowski. Again, another completely endlessly quote. They have festivals about this movie every year, where everybody gets together and cosplays as the dude. Hilarious movie. I uh, so funny. I I absolutely love it. But it's one of those that I try not to rewatch too much. Because I don't want to get sick of it. You know how that can happen. Yes. So yep. I take it easy. But every now and then, part of it will come on Pluto TV or something like that, and I'll be like, I'll just watch like half an hour. But oh, so good, so good. And I relate to him on too many levels, where he's just constantly given that look, where it's just like, why, why, <laughs> why the fuck am I dealing with this? Why am I dealing with this? Leave me, leave me alone, and then, you know, somebody breaks into your house and throws a ferret in your bathtub. Like, <laughs> why? But, <laughs> um, that's how I feel going through most of my life, sir. Yep. So. <laughs> number three. Uh, number three for me is super bad. Jeez, um, it's getting slim up in here, but go ahead. I know, I, yeah. Um, another movie that I wasn't expecting to like much, but the casting was great with uh, Seth Rogen uh, as one of the cops, Jonah Hill, Michael Cera, uh, Christopher Mitz. The entire cast is great. The jokes are perfect. And honestly, like, this is weird, but like, this is a, this is a raunchy, slobby, R-rated comedy, but it actually has a heart to it in the very end. I'm like, it's kind of the coming of age story of these two awkward teenagers and who they love each other. I mean, they're, they're best friends. They love each other. And it's almost bittersweet in the end where it's like they, they now, they kind of like girls. And in the end, spoilers for those who haven't watched it, but you see them kind of going their separate ways with the girls that they've hooked up with at this big party that they went to. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of touching and just takes me back to the high school. And, uh, but the jokes are, Damn, is this funny. It's so damn funny. And I'm not sure where you fall on this movie. I think you've seen it. Uh, but as far as the raunchy comedies go, this is, this is probably my favorite raun- like, there's a certain feel to the, to these raunchy comedies. And this would be a raunchy comedy. This is probably my favorite raunchy comedy. Uh, I've seen it and I thought it was amusing, but I also didn't quite connect with it as much because and I get, I, I echo everything that you've said. I agree with you know, them loving each other and then having to separate and go their separate ways. I, I totally got all that. I, I just was too old by the time it came out. I, I just didn't. I have my own movies where they, they do that kind of stuff. Stand by me. You know, yeah. Not necessarily comedy, but that kind of idea. I have my own movies that I grew up with when I was at that time, feeling those exact same emotions. And so to be watching it, it, it definitely had funny jokes and stuff in it, but it, uh, that harsh reality of separating after high school stuff hits home in a way that it, it was like, 
I feel more bummed than I do laughing, even if you're making yeah. a dick joke. But that's just me and my personal experience. Not knocking the movie. It, yeah. Not saying it did anything wrong. <coughs> All my allergies are so fucking bad. <sighs> Cannot breathe. Number two for me, and again, comes into rewatchability and quotability. How often do I quote this movie? About every damn week. How often do we watch this movie? Twice a year, probably. Oh, brother, where, oh. Oh, brother where art thou? <laughs> yeah, because it's a, it's, it's a wife favorite and endlessly quotable. Fantastic writing, fantastic story, fantastic cinematography, fantastic music, and just damn funny. Number two. Um, number two for me is Observe and Report. This is the uh, Jody Hill movie that bombed back in 2009. Uh, Seth uh, uh, Rogen. Definitely an honorable mention for me. Definitely. Yeah. Anna Ferris, Ray Liotta. Actually, I think, forgive me, I, I could be wrong, but you may have watched this before me and you were like, dude, you have got to watch Observe and Report. And then yeah, I, I got it from Netflix when I, I think I got it from Netflix when I was still getting DVDs. And I was like, you got to see this because everybody is talking about what a terrible, shitty movie this is. And it's so that's not kind of why I got it. I was like, you got it. You got it. It was the same with movie 43. Like, you got to see this. This is fantastic. I love this movie. It's so well written. The jokes are perfectly timed. But this is like, to me, it feels like a raunchy comedy. But I think this is a much more like a, a lot smarter of a movie than just your typical dick joke type movie. Uh, it's dealing with a bipolar person. It has some uh, genuinely emotional parts to it, uh, but still just so awkward and so funny. And there's a certain style of humor that Jody Hill does in this movie that it's, that, that's probably why the movie didn't do good. Cause it's not for everybody. I can just tell, like watching it, I'm like, this is not for just the mass audience. This is not it. The way it's, Mm, it, awkward like the whole thing is I need to watch it again I love it I, I it's so damn good uh, but yeah, it is. number two I, th- I thought that it did a great job of presenting a character with a what do you what do you call it, bipolar is that a mental illness or is that a physical disability whichever the case may be um, without mocking them you know, I didn't feel like they were mocking that. No, character. not at all. They were just sh- showing how they, and maybe somebody that struggles with that would feel differently. But I didn't feel like they were mocking any of the any of these situations, which was why I was so impressed with the movie because it was it presented it in a way that it was like, dude's got to deal with this shit. <laughs> Aziz Ansari is in this, and he, for just a little bit, and he is he's so damn funny. And this is before he was big. <laughs> Why would I? Why would I bomb Chick Fil A? I I fucking love that place. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Patton Oswalt is in the. It, it's great. It's oh, and she's th- barfing. Oh, and then they're throwing, making out. And then he kisses her. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. I own the Blu-ray of that one. If, if, Me you know, too. If I own a Blu-ray of a comedy, that tells you how much I love it. Because I'm. So is this one of your honorable mentions? I'm assuming. Yeah, it's honorable mention. Didn't okay. didn't quite make there. I thought I thought it was going to make top ten. Just didn't quite. Because I, how often I, am, am I watching it compared to these other ones that I've watched so many times? Number one for me is Monty Python's Holy Grail. I have watched this movie. Please stop. 
Stop. Oh, dogs. And licking themselves until they puke. It's great. Um, I've watched this movie so many times. I, I'm not kidding. It, it, I can't know the actual number, but if you would go back through my life one day, it will be up there with the one, one of the movies I've watched the most amount of times. Just over and over and over and over. And lately, again, millennials have been discovering this movie. And so then they're watching it. And I, 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 it, I take such delight in watching them completely die laughing at all of the same moments that kill me. Don't worry, I'll avenge you, goes running towards the castle. And then they repeat the shot like six times of him running towards the castle and he never gets closer. And then the, and then he does and just <laughs> starts slaughtering wedding guests left and right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Freaking hilarious. Um, so many scenes. I know it, it's kind of a skit movie in a way, but it's still just so many scenes that just, just murder me every time. They're so dumb. No, no. I want you to stay here. And when I leave the room, you stay and watch him and make sure he doesn't leave. Do you got it? Yep. <laughs> turns to walk out of the room they immediately follow him uh, we're, we're supposed to follow you right no 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 stay here <laughs> oh so stay here and make sure that and he on leaves and on and on on just crying it's so funny but it's it's in the wrong hands that script would be awful but because of their performances I absolutely love that movie and it's I can watch it anytime, even though I can tell you the whole movie from beginning to end. The, the, my, my favorite scene of the whole movie, though, is, uh, who are you? King of the Britons. Well, I didn't vote for you! Yeah. <laughs> See the violence inherent in the system! That whole scene just absolutely, just slays. I, watery tots distributing swords is no basis for government. <laughs> Oh my god, I absolutely freaking love that movie. Um, and number one for you, I mean, there's only one left, so we know what it's got to be. The greatest uh, comedy of all time. I uh, I had a little change of heart. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, a little change of heart. Because um, I can't leave my number one. I'm like, I, of course, I started with my number one. I'm like, well, here, here's this. I'm like... Step Brothers, where do you fall? And so I like, well, just put you all right here at number three. And he kept on moving down the list. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so number one for me is the epic, awesome, hilarious, wet, hot American summer. Oh, wow. I'm surprised that cur uh, curled up there. Yeah, from 2001, directed by David Wayne, starring everybody awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. The cast is incredible. Paul Rudd, uh, Janine Groffalo, David Hyde Pierce. The, the cast is great. Uh, and the movie itself, it's so, like, one of the lines in this movie, uh, <laughs> I never forget it. It's just my favorite line in the movie. Like, Listen, Henry, no, please, please, call me Henry. Okay, Henry it is. <laughs> it's, it's random. It's like sketch comedy done perfect. Uh, that's what it feels like to me is that they had a rough idea of a, a script and then they just improv. It feels like improv comedy the whole way through, set to an early 80s summer camp. 
And it's hilarious. Hilarious. Yep. Um, it's, it's stupid, but not. It's very, I think it's very witty. Um, and it's, it's like one of those, no, it's not really a slob comedy, although it pretends to be, but it's this very well-made, witty improv comedy. And for me, it is definitely the number one comedy that I have seen. And I've watched it countless times. In fact, I've watched this so many times that, like you said, with Big Lebowski, I try not to watch it that often anymore. Because I'm like, I'm going to get too familiar with it and it's going to lose its luster. So every now and then I will get Wet Hot American Summer back out. And the TV, the Netflix show, was okay. And I'm glad that they did it. But the the movie, though, the original movie is... This is another one that didn't do that good, and the critics didn't much care for it, and it's... I'm like, yeah, I can see why. It, this is not mainstream humor at all. This is weird, quirky... It might be better received now, but back in 2001, this is bizarro. Um, another one that... I could be wrong on this, but I... I'm, I kind of feel like I watched this one first and told you to watch it, or we watched it together for the first time. Oh, possibly either one of those could, yeah, I... I, I definitely remember watching it with you one time, and the first scene that always pops into my head when I think of this movie, Wet Hot American Summer, what's the scene that I think of, Eugene? Oh, tube socks. Tube, tube socks, socks and, and oh, just the, oh, the, mm, yeah. the thrusting. And I remember, I do remember watching that with you at your... Your first house that you built, and us just just falling off the couch laughing, just dying because of their facial expressions. I, oh, <sighs> yeah. <it's, sighs> I haven't. I've only watched that thing maybe once, maybe twice. Good movie oh, though. Seeing really Paul, young Paul Rudd, and uh, what's her name, the blonde lady. She's gone on to become a very big actress, but uh, oh, I was like, she was like so, so, so hot in this. Oh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, yeah. Bradley Cooper, he was the one... (laughs) Getting it. Yep. Uh, Okay, Um, before we move on to honorable mentions, which we'll try and move through as fast as possible, I have an 11 and 12. I just simply could not move them down into honorable mentions, and I could not squeeze them into the top 10, but they have to be talked about. Number 11 is They Call Me Trinity. Have you ever seen that movie? I have. That's actually the only one on your list that I have not seen. It's from 1970. It is an Italian spaghetti western comedy, and it's one that I grew up with as a kid. I don't know how my dad got a copy of it on VHS or whatever, or we taped it off TV one day. Poorly dubbed. Hilarious. Uh, Terrence. After this, Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer became a common name uh, in these spaghetti western type movies and they were if you have not had the chance i think there's even a documentary about the two of them but go look up terrence hill and bud spencer for uh, somebody who loves 70s italian cinema as much as you do you should be informed about these guys because they made regular action movies they made just regular western spaghetti westerns and then they did this whole line of comedy spaghetti westerns it is so damn funny but the only reason I had to drop it out of the top ten is because somewhere in the last 30 minutes, it kind of it gets a little, not serious serious, but the jokes kind of stop flowing as much, and it becomes more like, well, we got to save the townspeople. And then at the end, it comes back to being funny again. But the first half of this movie is absolutely hysterical. Uh, and number 12 for me is Cecil B. Demented. 
Wow, that's random. I would have never thought about that movie. It's good. Wait till we get to my honorable mentions. I got some more random in there for you. But I think that movie is hilarious. It's my favorite movie from John Waters. I haven't seen tons of his movies, but the ones that I've seen, I love it. Just because of the commentary on cinema as a whole and the filthy nature of it. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. Now we'll go to my honorable mentions and... Stop me if you want to comment on one. Okay. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to try and go through this as fast as possible. AKA movies all funnier than Step Brothers. Uh, Ninth Configuration. Ah! Ninth Configuration. What? Comedy? I've only watched it once, years ago now. It's hilarious. I caught part of it on Pluto the other day. That movie is hysterical. Uh, for two thirds of it. But that's why I didn't put it on the list. I dropped it down. Fight Club. I consider that movie a comedy, yes. I mean, I can see why with the twist, but that's dark. No, not the twist. That's not the part that's comedy. That throughout the movie is comedy, in my opinion. I think it's hilarious. And and Chuck Palahniuk has said many times, it's meant to be satire. It's meant to be a joke. Not If, if somebody comes to you and says, oh, I love Fight Club. I, you, you should come join my Fight Club. That person didn't understand Fight Club. The yeah. point of the point of that movie is you should not want to be in in fight. Uh, anyway, uh, Top Secret. I love that movie, and I it, it was closer than Airplane to getting on my list. Uh, Wayne's World, another wife favorite. Uh, Coming to America, obviously Brewster's Millions. I think is underrated. I think a lot of people don't talk about that movie. I think it's hysterical. That's the one uh, with Dan Aykroyd, right? Yep, and okay, yep. Uh, Great Outdoors, Trading Places. I love Trading Places. I watch that movie every couple years. Idiocracy. Uh, here's a curveball for you, maybe. Major Pain. Have you ever seen Major Pain? Oh, man. Is that with... Um, Damon uh, Wayans? Or Mar- yes. Damon, Damon Wayans, I believe. I, I get that movie mixed up with, with the one with with uh, Steve Martin as the submarine guy. Or was it Kelsey Grammer as a submarine? Hilarious. Whatever. Well, Down Periscope. I liked which yeah. I thought was funny. I haven't seen that one. But Major Pain is... An absolute banger. I don't care what anybody says. I know that it's mostly kind of a kid's movie or a, a middle school. When your kids are at middle school and they can take a couple of shit damn hells here and there. Yeah. Uh, that movie is phenomenal and he is so funny in it. It's, I mean, legitimately, I think if you would watch that movie with your wife, you would be laughing your ass off. It's great. Uh, Caddyshack, although it's got some dubious things in there that have not aged well. Yeah. Up in Smoke, I have watched... A hundred times. That's a classic. National Lampoon's Vacation. How did Bad Santa not make your top ten? Oh, dude, it was. It's on my list. It's there. right there. It's right there. Uh, here's another curveball that you might not be seeing coming, but I love this movie, and it just hit Netflix, so I'm gonna be watching it again here coming soon. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> Yet another Marlon Wayans, or the Wayans Brothers comedy that I have seen so many times and can quote. Hilarious. Um, Do Scott Pilgrim, obviously. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Half-Baked. I've watched that a hundred times. What about Bob? I saw What About Bob in the theater. Do you remember What About Bob? Bill Murray. Hilarious. Uh, Dazed and Confused. Clue. Also under another underrated movie. I've never seen that one. Hmm. I don't know if you'd like it now. I think if you saw it back in the day, you might like it. Friday. Ice Cube. Yep. Great movie. 
Blazing Saddles, Bill and Ted's, all of it. Big Trouble in Little China. Didn't make the list because is, is it there's is there a splash of horror in there? Maybe there's, I mean that's right on the line. That would be well, like Ghostbusters. Like I would consider yeah. that kind of Ghostbusters almost. I wanted to mention it anyway because one of the channels that I follow just watched it for the very first time and they were weeping. And I forgot, you know, I forgot just how funny that movie is. Oh, it's a great movie. Great fantastic. movie. Uh, Inner Space. Oh. Remember Inner Space? Yeah, that's uh, the, the going to the body. Yeah. I Another random tape that we had around the house, and it's kind of science fiction-y, so I watched it a lot, and it is very, very funny. I love Martin Short. Speaking of Martin Short, pure luck. That was another one that I watched a lot. Him and Danny Glover, fantastic. Kurt Russell is underrated comedian Captain Ron. Hilarious. The 80s and 90s were just... That's just perfect comedy. Not this Step Brothers bullshit. Okay, what do you have for honorable mention? <laughs> honorable mention, Step Brothers. <laughs> is right there nipping at the heels, as is Bad Santa. I wanted to find a spot for Bad Santa in the top 10, but I'm like, you know, I just... That was my top 10, and then sticking by it. Um, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein, by the way, I thought the first half was hysterical, and then it... To me, it slows down a little bit towards the end. I it's agree. still funny, but it's just it not quite as good as the beginning first forty five minutes. Uh, I put down National Lampoon's Vacation, and there's parts That's, of the I, already, I mentioned that yeah of one and European Vacation. I did not like Vegas Vacation, and then of course Christmas Vacation, who I've seen to death. Uh, but uh, boy, that first vacation is great. Uh, this is the end with the uh, That's the horror. Yeah. There's horror Oh, shit, there. you're right. No, you're right. Yep, you're okay. right. Okay. Uh, Princess Bride, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, no, Napoleon Dynamite, I almost didn't put... I'm like, my wife loves it, and we have not seen that movie in forever. And so I'm like, I wonder how well that would play. But back in the day, we thought it was hilarious. That's uh, another one that I didn't connect with. Yeah. Did you say Anchorman by any chance? Because Anchorman's on I my... I thought about it. I like Anchorman. I own it on DVD. I do like it. But uh, and now, it, now I'm thinking of more. Beavis and Butthead do America. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, did you say uh, South Park? The uh, that I didn't. I thought about it, but I've only watched that movie like maybe twice. It's hysterical, and I love South Park, but it's so heavy. It's it's so. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's it's a commitment. Yeah. Um, Oh, man, what else here? Uh, three Amigos, uh, Hangover 1 and 2, not Part 3, but Hangover 1 and 2, I really liked. I thought they were great, actually. Naked Gun, Better Off Dead uh, with uh, John Cusack. I really liked that 80s comedy. Elf, just because it's Elf. Um, Borat. I have not seen the second one, which I can't believe I haven't seen Part 2 yet, but I loved the first Borat. Spaceballs, Funny Farm. Fletch. Oh, Pet. Funny Farm should have been in my top ten. Oh, oh dude, that Funny was Farm a fa went... That was a fail. That was a... Three Amigos is gone. Funny Farm is in, I guess. <laughs> when the dog... When you see the oh, dog... Oh, just look at him run. Look oh, at him run. Te tears. <laughs> oh, that's not a bridge. That's termites holding hands. <laughs> I love Funny Farm. Oh, I'm officially uh. rectifying that. Something, something is out. Funny Farm is in. I don't know what, but... Oh, that movie... Uh, and just the, that's the one where they do the bull testicles, right? 
Or is or is that uh, that could be? Um, what do you mean? He eats them? Yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. Or the sheep testicles, or oh, something like that. Oh, that movie is. Oh, that movie is definitely in my top ten. Yeah, Forget it. Some, something's <laughs> getting out of there. <laughs> Another um, one I've watched so many times. Oh, oh and the, the mail, the mailman just. <laughs> just, just <laughs> Oh, uh, what else did I put here? Animal House. Animal House I haven't seen in so long. I'm not sure where. I like. I feel like it's a classic, so. You know, the first time I watched it, I quite liked it as a classic the way that everybody did. And then the uh, I watched it here a couple years ago. I talked about it on the show. And there is so much rapey humor in there that I didn't care for it all that much the okay. second time around. I mean, there's still some jokes that land, of course. But there was still a lot of sexual stuff in there that where it's like, oh, I know it's time and place, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, that doesn't mean I have to enjoy it now. Yeah. Uh, here's one that, again, like you, I, it was hard to make a top 10 list. Revenge of the Nerds. The original Revenge of the Nerds is, it's 80s slob comedy perfection. It's hilarious. Um, Ace Ventura, I hesitated putting that on there. I get some of these I haven't seen in so long. I'm like, I... I remember thinking they were great, but it's been so long. I'm not sure if they would still hold up. Uh, What's the 80s one where they uh, sneak off to go to a strip club or a whorehouse? Sparky's oh Revenge or something? What, no, no, that was... What, what is, what is that called? Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. Porky's. Oh, por- oh, yeah, Porky's should be on my list for yeah. sure, Porky's. Even the second one, uh, Porky's 2 the next day. Yeah. Where they f- you know, fend off against the right-wingers. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman. Uh, those are great Christopher Guest movies. The, the, yeah, I like, I think I own Best in Show. I like that. Uh, Old School. I thought that was really good. That kind of almost, Old School kind of kicked off the, uh, the new wave of R-rated raunchy comedies back in the day. Uh, Kingpin, Office Space, of course. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, Kingpin, eh. Again, that's another one. I don't know if I've seen that since like the early days of DVD. I guess that's another Dumb and Dumber guys, Fairly Brothers. Yeah, see, I, they just don't do it for yeah. me. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I'm sure that you would agree. Yeah, that's... I yeah, I just watched that a couple weeks ago. Uh, Super Troopers, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, The Jerk, Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox, Movie 43, uh, Bad Santa, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and Cabin Boy. Have you seen Cabin Boy? These pipes are clean. are clean. Oh, of course, oh, of course, that oh. should be on my honorable mentions. Oh, you're one of those fancy lads. <laughs> <laughs> he calls her a she. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. funny. <laughs> and that's it. I, I, I we could keep doing this. I mean, literally, like, I still keep thinking of movies. Yeah. I still keep thinking of other ones. Like, that's crazy. Uh, this has been by far the hardest top ten we've ever done. We got to yep. get on to recently watched because we've got. I, some I've, sh- I've got like yeah. I, <laughs> please go ahead, go ahead. I've, I've been watching garbage. My TV in my office died, so I'm down to my box TV, which means I'm down to VHS only. So the shit I've been watching is not worth talking about. But you, on the other hand, have a movie that I desperately want to talk about. Hmm, really interesting. Okay, I wanted a to- Van Damme movie. Van Damme movie. Van Damme. What did I watch with Van Damme? Oh! That <laughs> um, okay, well, let me start off with um, this movie that just came out on Blu-ray. And I wanted to mention it on the show for 
those looking for something different, this is a horror movie, kind of, uh, from I, 2011, I think, maybe, and it's called Megan is Missing. Uh, this kind of got a, I guess, a TikTok revival uh, recently. Have you heard of this movie? No. Um, it's a found footage movie. Um, there are very, very precious few movies that literally get under my skin to where I'm like, okay, that was genuinely unpleasant. And this falls... Oh, it's Megan is Missing. Megan is Missing. It directly falls into that category of martyrs and just... There's... The movie starts out and basically these two 13, 14-year-old girls... um, they're party. They're partiers. Kind of the one is a partier, and then the other one is kind of the good girl. And um, the good girl is all you know. Kind of this unlikely friendship. The partier girl meets a guy online, and kind of goes down that road of wanting to hook up with this guy. And really, 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 really bad things happen. And this is one of those movies where it kept me up a little bit at night. It's not really scary, but it is. Absolutely horrifying. The, horrifying. The last 20 minutes of this movie are nightmare-inducing. Oh, it's so... As, as a parent... Now, granted, I just have boys. I am not recommending this movie to you at all. You have a teenage daughter. You would probably hate this movie, but the last 20 minutes of this movie are an endurance test. And it's not really got any special effects or anything, but it is... Hardcore, man. This movie was hardcore, and it takes a lot for me to kind of sit back and like, okay, this is this is tough stuff here. But well, putting it in the ballpark of martyrs, that says yeah, a lot. It, it, it's, I'm, I'm like, what do I compare this thing to? Like martyrs, I, oh, it, with just the bleakness, and it's it feels real. Like again, it's we're dealing with found footage and kind of like some news type stuff. But I'm like, this is this shit. Ha- could can and does happen, and is, especially with the good girl. Um, so anyway, those with a uh, those that are looking for something kind of extreme, if extreme horror, and there's lots of people online that oh, it's not that bad, it's not bad. Like I'm a parent, so to me, this movie was uh, brutal. I don't know if I'll ever watch there, it again, but there are times when I find myself saying that online when talking with people, like, well, as a parent. Blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. you know, I'm talking to people that are single, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, wait till you're a parent. It's different. It's, it's... It is. We, I don't, I can't speak for you, but, you know, uh, uh, when I became a parent, you know, everybody, what does everybody always say when they become a parent? Oh, birth is the most beautiful, amazing thing. No, it was a horror show. Yeah. It was an absolute horror <laughs> show. And there were, we did not have complications, really. Uh, not major. No, I did, I did not walk out of that room thinking, oh, this is the greatest, most beautiful, amazing. No, I was terrified. Now I got to take care of this thing. It was scary. So having taken care of children, you know what it's like. Your job is to now keep them alive. And they constantly want to die because they're running into traffic and jumping off yeah. the table. and, and Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it, so it definitely changes your perspective oh, it does. when you go through years of that of, of being a parent. Yeah, especially when it's something that is very like this is not unrealistic at all. Like this is 
that we're dealing with internet stuff and hooking up with people that you don't know and it's just they're 14 they're yeah i i can't believe that they got this movie made dude i like it was a rough watch for me. Oh, and at first, and again, at first, some of the acting is kind of sketchy, but then when you get into the movie, as it goes on, you're like, holy shit, this isn't going to end well. This is not well, going to end well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't horror have a history of being a uh, cautionary tale yes. about sex? Yes, this is, this is a horror movie. Wow. <laughs> Uh, just thinking about the last, like, especially the last five minutes, I, uh, let's move on. Like, it, okay, yeah. moving on. Oh, you. The, oh, the, uh, no retreat, no uh, surrender. Let's, let's bounce back with no retreat, no surrender. My viewing of that. Right. Uh, I, awesome. <laughs> Awful, but awesome. I mean, I wasn't prepared for the sheer ineptitude of this movie. Like, this is a <laughs> shitty, Really <laughs> shitty movie, but in the best way, uh, the absolute best way possible. Like it's borderline knowingly, like we're ma- we are knowingly making this bad. Um, it's so eighties. I mean, it it's it's just bathed in eighties grease. Just oh, um, and there's some legit good martial arts, by the way. And towards the end, I'm like, all right, this is decent martial arts, but. It is like shitty karate kid. Uh but great. I that's a that's a high compliment to me. Uh, yeah, it's it's a but for adults. It's a, oh, a yes. karate kid with adults yeah. instead of teenagers. Oh Van Dam just he was great and just super young. Um I just the whole way through I was always getting this a kick out of this the the chubby guy that was the bully <laughs> and he Who was talks a, the most shit. Yeah. But I'm like you seem like you sh- you would be a better wisecracking good guy sidekick than like you're you're not selling it as a bad guy at all, and just the fact that you know that our our hero of the movie he has to uh, come to the aid of the dojo that was mean to him and it's all over the place. Oh, there's a love interest that she shows up randomly every now and then. Like oh, by the oh, way, the, uh, yeah, and at the end, uh, uh, Van Dam loses his damn mind. And just starts beating the shit out of everybody in a ring. And so it's not a street fight. And then the whole town is sitting there going, yeah, go get him. Next guy up. Go fight him. It's like, what, what, what world is this? Yeah. What world are we living in? And he's just sit, sitting up there flexing and doing his splits across his ropes, which I'm leaving that banner up for a while. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Bruce yeah. Lee's ghost shows no, up. Oh, didn't even get into oh, that. Oh, and it's a... <laughs> The ghost of Bruce Lee shows up to train him, but in his mind. Yeah, in his mind. In some other, in his friend's garage. Yeah. Because he was mad at his dad because his dad wouldn't do Jeet Kune Do. He only wanted yeah. to do karate yep. or something. Was that it? Yep. Break dancing. There's a lot of break dancing and running around. And oh, this! I'll, I'm happy to own this on Blu-ray. It was Oh, my, my VHS of this. I, 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 I pulled it out of the rewinder and I was like, yes, yes. Back in the sleeve you go. Beautiful, pristine, right on the shelf. I love that one. That one's not going yeah. anywhere. I would actually say this would consider. I would consider this a comedy because I was laughing the whole way through. <laughs> Boy, that main character wasn't. He was dead serious. Oh yes, the whole way. <laughs> Jason Stillwell. 
Oh, he looked like a Jason. Yeah, he did. Holy yeah. shit, did he look like a Jason. <laughs> it was cool to see Van Damme, though, at, like, so young and in perfect shape. Uh, I mean, this was his Terminator, right? Because yeah, they didn't give him many lines. Yeah, because this is it. And this, from yeah. here, he springboarded into a Kickboxer and Bloodsport. Wow. Yeah, but... I, I You have got to see part two. Oh, I want to. Uh, Rothrock is in that one, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> Who, if you don't follow on Facebook, you should. She's a fantastic follow. Okay. I think I've mentioned that before. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's all martial arts and positivity. Oh, cool. It, it's really great stuff. If you haven't looked at her uh, Wikipedia page, you should do that, too. You know she's like a seven-time world champ. Really? She's a legit martial artist, yes. Okay. And she's still doing it. I think she's 60, and she's still out there doing, like, these air splits. Like, the one where you just, you're standing, and your leg is up. I, I'm trying to think crazy. of... Crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to look her up right now. I can't find her. Cynthia Rothrock. Fantastic. And part two... It, what's funny is I watched part two first, and then I went and watched part one, like, oh, it's going to be like that. Yeah, I don't know if these movies have any characters in common at all. If they do, it's news to me. And they have nothing... I mean, they go to some other country to rescue somebody and blow up a whole lot of Asian-looking people. That... All right. There's no Van Dam. I, I mean, maybe the one guy is playing Jason. What did you say? Stillwell's part. <laughs> You're telling me this lady is sixty. I think. Wow. I, if not, she's real close. Looking good for sixty. <laughs> yeah, but she's. If you go look at the uh, her martial arts record on Wikipedia, it's it's astounding. Like many level black belt. Won some, I think, worldwide titles. Awesome. Wow, I'm going to follow her for sure. Yeah, it's renewed my interest in her movies. So anytime I see them on uh, pop-up on Pluto or VHS, I'm all over it. She was born in 1957. She is 64. Jeez. That's impressive. Martial arts, baby. Yep. Um, hey, and there's, I, I wanted to, I know that we're getting long on time. There's one more movie that I'm sure that you will want to talk about a little bit. Um, are, are we done with No Retreat, No Surrender? Do you have any? One more, give me one more second here. All right. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock. Rank. Eighth degree black belt in Tang Soo Do, black belt Taekwondo, black belt karate, black belt eagle claw, black belt wushu, black belt northern Shaolin, Jeez. black belt Pai Lum Tao Kung Fu. Wow. <laughs> and that would explain why she is in incredible shape in her 60s. Wait till you see her in No, no Retreat, No Surrender 2. Holy, she's, she's only in like the last half or the last half hour. <sighs> she just whips ass. It is awesome. Okay. What did you want? Uh, uh, nocturnal Animals. Oh, yes! Yes! So, yes. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, someone was selling a digital code, HD code for three bucks. I'm like, you know what? I don't have Netflix right now, so digital code it is for three bucks. Just so that I can watch this beginning that you've been telling me about. What a glorious beginning that was. <laughs> I, I literally had no idea. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be something political. It's gonna be something Fuck Trump. It has to be. No. No, it's... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, 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 no. You have to watch it. Um, You have to watch it. But (laughs) beside that, I sort of loved this movie. Like... Oh, it's great. This was a really, really, really good revenge tale 
that, uh, and I believe that um, Michael Shannon was up for an Oscar for his role in this as the cop with cancer. He was he was so good. I, oh, he was such a badass in this. Quiet and just, I'm like, I would not mess with that guy. I would not mess with him. Jake Gyllenhaal is great. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as the bad guy. Uh, He's a chameleon. Yeah. It, it is amazing how Aaron Ta- Taylor Johnson can just slip from this role to that role. Like he's the skinny nerdy guy and kick ass. And yeah. then he's this giant buff Marine guy in the next movie with long hair and a beard. And you're just, I hated him. him. I hated him in this. I'm like, <laughs> if he doesn't die in this movie, uh, but I, I, yeah, I think this movie was brilliant. Uh, just a slow burn revenge tale. It doesn't have a huge payoff, but it has a very meaningful punch for, uh, how do I say this? For an artistic type, which Jake Gyllenhaal's character in this was an artistic type. And, um, uh, he got hurt bad by a unpleasant, not nice lady who, you know, career ambitions, whatever. And then she hooks up with the, the asshole, Right winger guy, and uh, I just like his quiet revenge. Uh, now I would like to go uh, spoilers for the end because on this show we will never spoil the beginning of this movie. No, that you is have my to watch decree. The movie. That will never. You have to watch it. I'm the, <laughs> that is my, a royal decree. Yeah. come down from on high. But the end of this movie, I would like to talk to you about because I felt like it was left. So spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, I felt like it was left kind of interpretational and kind of open ended. That was my. Complaint in my original review, not complaint, but that was my original review. I wasn't quite entirely sure what the end meant. And to me, it kind of meant like, like when he stood her up, it kind of meant like maybe he died. Like maybe he killed himself. Maybe. You know, I, but I wondered if you, if that had crossed your mind it when did. you watched it. So for me, I took that as he, you know, she is in a loveless marriage who he's cheating on her. Uh, she gave up her love with Gyllenhaal's character to pursue her dreams. That and are... that was financial, right? Yes. Like, oh yeah, we, that we was agree. Fun. He wasn't he wasn't rich enough for her. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and now that we've got so now shitty. we got Army Hammer's character who is who is pretty much lost everything as well, and he's cheating on her, and her life is miserable. So she goes back to him, wants to go back to him, and she's like, oh, he wrote a book for me, and he wants to meet up with me, and then ah, he stands her up. Just the end, like. And I, there's that big poster or that big framed thing of revenge hanging on her wall. And she's like, huh. And uh, to me, that was, he, I don't know, I could be wrong, but he put that there or he at least had it, had it gone there. Like this was his ultimate revenge through the years as he he writes this book. And the, the book is basically he is killing his relationship with her. Uh, and metaphorically telling most of the tale of, of them. Yes. I thought this and movie it, was... It was brutal. I thought it was great. I, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. But man, I'll tell you, once we get into her reading the book and we see what that book is, riveting stuff. Like, that is a great pulpy crime revenge thriller going on. Fantastic editing. Oh, the editing man. in this movie was... Do you, do you know how difficult that is to put together the editing in such a way that it makes sense that you understand... That the viewer understands when we are in this uh, novelization fictional thing that's a metaphor for the thing that's happening in the real world yeah. with the same actors. And moving back and forth with that was just seamless. 
crazy. Yeah. That was, but I didn't want to oversell it to you because no. it is kind of a drama thing. Oh, I it didn't is. Know it, you... It's heavy and it's it's not feel good by any stretch. But man, did I like that movie! And I I thought the ending was great. Like I was like, where are we going with this? And then he just stands her up, and I'm like, you know what? Good, perfect. I'm okay. Fuck you. I'm okay with that. Just a great yeah. big fuck you to her, and she yep. deserved it. She earned that because uh, she had her chance. To always, grass is always greener. Yep. Keep up. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's because that's where the animals shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they did in that case. So, yep, that was a big, big thumbs up. But the, the I, I like, I'm with you on the beginning. Nope. You have to watch Never. it. Yeah. Never. <laughs> um, oh, I loved it. I love, I loved the beginning. I, I, oh, I loved it. I put that, I blind bought that DVD, brand new sealed at a surplus store for a buck. And I, it was sitting on my shelf for like a year. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I finally got around to it. I was just like, what the heck? And the kids kept trying to come in. I'm like, you got to get out of here. Go, go away. Because this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there was no question. Even even with some of my questioning of the, uh, 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 the way it all ended, like... Uh, would have liked maybe a little more clarity on what exactly yeah. was going on there. It's very open-ended. I, I still, there was no question about, uh, am I trading this in? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm happy to deep... have that on my voodoo. I'm like, oh, that's... that's going on the shelf. Yep. I'll watch that again. Yeah. That... And with that intro? Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> and I'm sure, we're not going to spoil the beginning, but I'm like, there had to be, I, and I haven't figured it out yet, but there has to be a reason why that, is it the vapidness of her profession like i will we can revisit that's a good question it's a very good question and i'm willing to revisit that topic with you after you watch velvet buzzsaw buzzsaw okay because because that touches on that kind of stuff too and so i think that would be a it would be great to have your opinion on both of these movies that are so deep-seated in the art world which is very much what you just mentioned. Uh, I think that would be a great topic to have then. Okay. So imagine this, but a, more of a horror movie. That's Velvet Buzz. Oh, I, okay. I, I need to watch that. Yeah, you need to watch that. <laughs> but you don't have Netflix, do you? Not right, right yeah, now. I'm sure you. I'm sure you can find it. Oh, arg! Arg! <laughs> arg! <laughs> All right, uh, coming soon for you. Uh, or for me, I yeah, guess. You. I guess I'm up first. I don't know. VHS. I ain't got no fucking TV. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on Netflix that's been popping up that looks pretty good. Uh, you know, me and my uh, random starring nobody action movies. Uh, <laughs> what else? Um, boy, did I get a lot of Star Trek tapes. Oh, yes, you did. So you're going to go... Th- are you going to go through those? I mean, you... No. No, I'll watch them on Blu-ray. Okay. But I'm going to have them because I feel it's my duty to preserve them. And especially when I have so many of them. I haven't even got around to cataloging them yet. Uh, that was... I was hoping to do that today, but I got to work and I got to clean the house, get ready for another showing. But anyway, um, I don't know. I've just been grand- grabbing random VHS... I've been clearing VHS off, though, like crazy. So that's a good thing. Getting put into storage. Yay! Yeah. Uh, I guess I could go down the list. Tell me if you've heard of any of these. 
Oh, I should talk about Dune at some point. I did finish watching Dune. Yeah. We talked about that uh, last time. Uh, Outland. You remember Outland, Sean Connery? Yes, I have that on Blu-ray. Uh, here we go. I, I have it I DVD, I think, but also VHS, so I watched it again. White Hunter Black Heart. Heard of that one. Eyewitness. That one had an all-star cast. I was surprised. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Okay, all right. And uh, Jeff Daniels, I believe. Uh, The Terminator. I got a Thorn EMI clamshell of The Terminator, bitch, and I just popped that thing in and just watched it on VHS, because why not? And it was crisp. Oh, it was pristine. Uh, The House on Carroll Street, Restraining Order, Best of the Best 2, The Take from 1990, uh, Taking the Heat, Contaminated Man, and Suicide Squad from 2016. Wife wanted to watch that one again, so watch that one again for the fifth time. Yeah. You know. uh, The extended Uh, version? Yeah. But still not the director's cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we, we haven't seen three-fourths of that movie. He's been very clear on that. Yeah. Coming soon for you. Uh, First up for me tonight, I will be watching... The Chinese boxer, I can't wait. Uh, anything Jimmy Wang Yu, I am, I'm in. I he's like one of my That's classic. Yeah, he's one of my favorite. I'm not sure if it's going to be as good as One Armed Boxer, but it's Chinese boxer. So we shall find out. Have you watched Chinese boxer? I'm assuming you have. Uh, I think I have, but I can't say for sure. But I've known I've watched a bunch of clips of it, and I would say that it's better than One Armed Boxer, if I had to guess. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't. I, One Armed Boxer is fine, but I, I just. Eh. It, the whole time you could tell his arm is behind him. Oh. Text to text to text text! <laughs> uh, I've added some things to Voodoo that I'm watching. Um, the new DC animated movie, Injustice. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, Dave gave me like three codes the other day. What were they? What was the other one? Ah, I can't look on my TV because it can't doesn't have HDMI. Ah, fucking VHS. Okay, um... Oh, uh, last night I almost popped in Justice League. Zack Snyder. I literally last night I'm like, I would, ho- I would hope. Uh, last night I was like, I'm like, I'm tired. Karate was tough. I'm like, I want something just to chill. And instead, I watched Blair Witch. Adam Wingard's Blair Witch. I'm like, ah, I need. Oh. Like, it had been pulled out for probably a couple of years. I'm like, damn it, just watch the movie already. And so I did, and it was great. Uh, I haven't seen it since the theater, but I do have the Blu-ray. That's good. Um, scary as hell. Oh, scary as hell, yeah. Um, oh, I rewatched Ad Astra. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, we've talked about some of these movies already, so I don't want to... Um, oh, I got uh, The Suicide Squad, the new one is in my voodoo, and Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. And Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Man, you're getting the new releases. Yeah, thanks. That's what happens when you make friends. Yeah. Friends, you know, they give you things. You've got way more friends than I do. Nah, I've got <laughs> way more friends with who give me voodoo codes. Yeah, voodoo you. codes. <laughs> you got to make the right friends. You're making all the wrong friends. Uh, you, I know. They want to, like, meet in person. and I know. I know. <laughs> I want free shit. A movie called Knocking that's getting really good reviews about a woman that may have a psychological disorder that is it sounds a lot like uh roman polanski's repulsion okay so she's kind of stuck i think it's a oh it's not norwegian but it's a it's a european movie that has been getting really good reviews uh did i talk i talked about paranormal activity next of kin 
If not, I will next week. Uh, um, last, uh, let me see. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I watched that one. I, I, wanna, I want a full review of, I want to review that one. So I'll wait till next week. Okay. Um, oh, rewatched Prophecy, the <laughs> man, bear, pig, and as, as creepy as that movie is, and it is creepy. I just have to laugh whenever I see Man Bear Pig because it's like Al Gore, Man Bear Pig. It's, it, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm super serial. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then other wonderful, fantastic stuff. Titan. I haven't talked about Titan yet, the French movie that is getting all sorts of buzz, rightly so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple old, old, old 3D movies that Kino Lorbor put out. Uh, the Mask and The Skull. Which is kind of funny because my last roulette was uh, Skull the Mask. And then, uh, get it? Mask and Skull, whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awful movie. Um, oh, oh, Gunda. Uh, my boys and I are going to watch Gunda. Or we actually started watching Gundam? Gunda. Gunda. It's a black and white movie on voodoo about farm animals. And it looks very artsy. And I'm an artsy guy, if you know. <laughs> oh, um, I, thought were, I thought you were talking about Gundam, the anime. No, no watching Gund- that with the boys. Gundam, it's about robots and yep. stuff. A pig, pig and her little piglets, and it's us art, artsy, art, yeah, yeah, weird, quirky asshole. Weird. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it, but if that's what you're into, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there you go. Um, oh, and old. I I need to review next week. I want to review the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old. I watched it. And I want to talk about that. All right. But I want to... I mean, we're getting on in time, and so... Yeah, we need to wrap this up. We're... Oh, Judas. Oh, I know. Oh, have fun editing. (laughs) Have fun editing this blimp. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) All right. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.